What's up, everybody? This is Dee Watkins, host of the Unfiltered Views podcast. You are now tuned in to CQP Moments with the Coupon Queen Pen. episode of CQP Moments. As always, I am your host, the Coupon Queen Pin. Today, I have a guest, the incomparable powerhouse, Mr. Sean Harper, and you have to keep listening to understand what I mean. So let's take a moment out for our sponsors, and I'll be right back with Sean Harper. So guys, like I was telling you, I have Sean Harper. And Sean is a motivational speaker, but what really got me about him was his backstory. And honestly, before, I'll be very honest with you, Sean, before I looked you up, I didn't know much about you, but then when I started reading into it, I was like, I had to have you. So, <laughs> Sean, would you please introduce yourself to my listeners? Hey, how you guys doing? My name is Sean Harper. And like she mentioned, uh, seven-year professional football player, retired uh, for the Rams and the Colts. Uh, I am traveling and been speaking for uh, at least 20 years. Um, I love, I absolutely love to invest in people because one of the things I've learned and realized is that if you invest uh, in people, it has the potential of reaping generations of dividends and I'm all about winning for the long haul. So um, also, um, I'm a huge proponent of spiritual laws and, and one of the things that I've learned is that it doesn't come to you if it can't get through you. So I just always focus on giving and then God takes care of the backside and we win. Exactly, exactly. And you have a book that honestly, I was like, oh my gosh, called The Winning Edge, Eight Principles. So, okay, before we get into everything, how did you get from there to here? Because it's always like, everybody says, you know, it's, it's weird because when you talk to some people, it's always like everyone wants to convince you, okay, you can do it because I did it, but no one wants to tell you the process. And, and a lot of times when we fall, it's like a lot of people get discouraged because they've fallen. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Um, one of the things that I was able to do is that I was able to maximize and to acknowledge and recognize a paradigm that um, was in, in around my life at the time. Um, there's a lot of wealth. There's a lot of winning. There's a lot of opportunities that happen when there is a paradigm shift of any type of a magnitude. If you could capitalize on a paradigm, wow, um, there, is, there is so much success for winning to be had. And what I mean by the word paradigm, I mean a seismic shift from the norm, that there is a new normal and in that moment, you can make a decision. You can, uh, the decision of either becoming a victim or be, or 
transforming your life into a victor. Uh, victims tend to focus on what they're going through. Um, victors tend to look at what and where they're going to. And I mentioned the word paradigm because right now with um, the, the situation with the virus, we are looking at the largest paradigm in human history. Uh, I agree. Probably, uh, yeah, it will. Uh, this has eclipsed 9-11. This is larger than the internet. Uh, think about the opportunities that happen after 9-11. You can look at the tragedy or you can look at the opportunities. Look at the, uh, um, the, the tragedies and opportunities as far as the, um, the emergence of, of the internet, 1990-91. Think of the companies that went out of business that are no longer here, staples for hundreds of years. Now look at all the companies that have grown and exploded like Amazon, Yahoo, Microsoft, Google, of the exactly. list goes on and on. Why? Because they were able to capitalize on a paradigm. You change your focus, you'll change your life. And so I'm going to um, answer that question. Um, I was probably one of the most, uh, um, the most likely person not to succeed in life. And I'm going to use the word succeed, but then I'm going to make a switch. And the switch is the paradigm. Um, born and raised in the south side of Columbus, Ohio, uh, four to five documented learning disabilities. Uh, kicked out of uh, several, uh, two schools because of disciplinary issues. I stuttered my entire life. Uh, I couldn't complete a sentence till college. Um, graduated last in my class with a 1.62 accumulative GPA, not on my ACT. Out of 154 seniors to graduate, my academic ranking was 154. Voted most likely to fail. Um, wasn't even honorable mention all conference in high school uh, sports. Um, I, I was the one sitting in the back eating that nasty cordon blue, you know, at the um, awards banquets. And guys are getting like all city, all state, all intergalactic. Right. And here I am just, <clears throat> sorry, here I am just back there. And it's like, wow, you know, I'll never make it. I'll never be successful. And, so um, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I, I know I was going to, and I normally don't yeah. interrupt, but okay. Yeah. See, here is here's something that just struck me. You're saying you couldn't make a full sentence without stuttering until college. And I, I actually want to bring this to parents of people with learning disabilities. In other words, a lot of times we are allowing those things to be put on our children because you are are proof that in other words if somebody's pushing past these if somebody knows you can and you're willing to work toward it and if you have the right things in place and their drive it can be done because a lot of times what happens is and 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 i'll, I'll be very honest I, i've been paying attention a lot to your books and your book and, and your videos and everything and it's one of those things of really just looking and seeing that, you know, sometimes you have to change who's around you. And if you allow everybody to keep putting that on you, you know, you're never going to make that change. You know, you, you are, you are uh, absolutely correct. Um, and to be honest, I still stutter. I just stuttered, you know, um, but, but um, my mom did an amazing job of not allowing that, challenge to define me. Um, uh, one of the things that I uh, live my life off of is that 
no, I'm not disabled. I'm uniquely enabled. And so what that means is that everyone has strengths and everyone has weaknesses. Uh, you have to make a decision. Do you focus on your strengths or do you focus on your weaknesses? I mean, imagine if Superman always focused on kryptonite. That's all he focused on. Wow. Like, I can't save the world because look at the kryptonite. You know, I'm a victim. And so in the fifth grade, check it out. In the fifth grade, um, the psychologist and sociologist and all the theologists, you know, they had me in the room. They tested me for several days. And they told my mother, uh, yes, we see the disabilities and it's going to be tough for your son and this and this and this and this. In mid-sentence, she stood up and she said, you will not label my boy. You won't do it. And we fought and we struggled and I had to learn how to adapt, overcome what happened and uh, use those coping skills and uh, learned how to navigate systems and, and um, you know, and I was able to you know, leave high school, 1.62, but I left high school and then I got off to a junior college and at that junior college, I'm still on the existing paradigm of success. Wow. And you know what? After the first year of junior college, I don't step on the field one play, and I'm ready to give up. And I'm, not, I'm calling my mom. Mom, I quit. Mom, I quit. And she's like, son, give it one more year, one shot. And this is when I made the switch. I said, I'll never be successful in life. I said, but I can win. Winning and success is two different things. And that's the paradigm that I would love to introduce to your audience today. It's the paradigm of winning. Okay. So, okay. You said there's a difference between winning and success because we're always taught to be successful. So what is the difference between winning and success? So, First of all, success is ambiguous. It's like it's just big word and, 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 and it can mean a thousand different things. And so that's the trap. The trap is that they put you on a, on a playing field that doesn't have a defined entry point, exit point. It doesn't have, I mean, it's just like you can have a million dollars and live in a small town and you're great. You know, you could take a million dollars in Manhattan and you're like average <laughs> downtown Manhattan. And uh, you can take a million dollars in Dubai and you can be broke, right? So <clears throat> success is this, you know, hey, you have to you know, look a certain way, dress a certain way. Success is external base. Winning is internal base. And so um, <clears throat> we are, and we are designed to win the game of life, not to be successful in the game of life. And so uh, uh, let me give you an example um, if you go to a football game and there's, um, let's say the Jets, and they're winning like every single game for the next five years, which will never happen, by the way. But let's just say. <laughs> you just had to throw that in there, huh? Right, ever, right. <laughs> and they're winning every single game. Okay, you cannot, you cannot find, you cannot find a seat. But if they lose every single game, well, guess what? Seats are everywhere. Why? Because your DNA, the who you are, you are created to be successful. I mean, you are created to win. So winning attached to your DNA, and, you, and, it's, and it's, guess what? It is incompatible. Uh, gambling is a multi-billion dollar industry. Why? It's because 
the win is attached to your DNA. Kids will play games till four or five o'clock in the morning. Why? Right. Because winning is attached to your DNA. The dopamine is released. Everything, your body is built for winning. It's not built for success. Each and every one, each and every person listening, listen to me right now. Every person listening to me right now, you are one to two million sperm cells. You're the only one that fertilized the egg. You beat out millions of other potential opportunities. You are born a winner. You are born a winner. That's you got to preach. Uh, mm. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> that is the crux. That is the foundation of who you are. You are a winner, plain and simple. And so what happens is that, well, let me back up for a second. The, your win or the win is the perspective. Your why, which everyone talks about, is your motivation. But your win is your perspective. I'm a winner. Okay. If you lose that, well, then you move through life without that foundational confidence. Sure, you have the motivation, but your perspective could be, I'm a failure. Your perspective is, I'm a victim. Your perspective is, no one loves me. Your perspective is poverty. And so your self-concept has been really jacked up. So yes, you can have the motivation of the why, but if the win is not firmly uh, entrenched in who you are, you get in trouble. So around the third or fourth grade, though, they take you off of the win. Actually, they try to destroy it earlier, but around the third or fourth grade, they take you off the win and they How give so? well, they start introducing this new concept called success. You see, ah. up, until, up until that point, you know, we are like our games that we play, they're winning games. You know, hide and seek. Did you win or did you lose? Right. It's, you know, I'm going to race you to the corner. Win or lose. <laughs> you didn't win, bro. You know, it's third or fourth grade, a new ideology is introduced. About the time you realize Santa Claus isn't real, this new ideology is called success. And it's like, hey, you got to study real hard and make good grades and get a good high paying job and get a nice big car and get a nice big house and and everyone will respect and admire you because of the money and the prestige that you have and that ladies and gentlemen boys and girls is success every time i do a graduation speech they are like to be successful in life go to college blah 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 and so everything is based off of aptitude everything's based off of money Everything is based off of status. And those are just really small pieces of the win. The win is the fullest expression of who you are mentally, spiritually, socially, emotionally, right. and most importantly, legacy. That is who you are. What is your legacy? Mm -hmm. That is the win. It's not a race per se. It is a race, but it's a relay, which is different. It's right. that you run and then you hand off. You right. run and then you hand off. And sometimes we're suffering in this current generation because someone didn't hand it off properly in the last generation. Right. Okay. Wait. I'm. I'm gonna need you. Wait. <clears throat> Say that again for the people in the back because that that right there. I mean, come on. That that is serious. And and I think, unfortunately, that is the thing is somebody did not hand it off properly, so we don't get it. Right. 
sometimes, well, a lot of times, especially with certain demographics, okay, our people sometimes, you know, we're running, and the reason why we're so far behind in the race is because the baton wasn't handed off, and we have to stop, we got to pick it up, and we got, and then we have to build momentum and inertia just to catch up. It's, it's right. Fun. It's frustrating, but here's the bottom line. You still have to run the race. Right. Either A, you're going to run the race, or B, the race is going to run you. Right. So, so okay. You get there, and you are now, like, you're in junior college. And, you know, you have this dream. What made you say okay you know what this is my dream i'm sticking with this because you've got everyone speaking against you so what made you say okay you know what i'm not going to listen to what they said this is my dream and this is what i'm going to do winning it's it's hey i am here to win I'm not here to be successful. I'm here to win. So guess what? I don't have the best grades. I don't have the best network, but I'm designed to win. The moment you make that switch, <clears throat> now you begin to MacGyver life, sort of say. So now you begin to look for opportunities that the other people don't look for, the other people aren't seeing. I remember, um, and I've, you know, I don't think I've ever shared this story. Um, <clears throat> this guy was like, well, Sean, if you're good enough, they will find you to go to a four-year college, right? He said, man, don't worry about, you know, trying to contact a coach, they'll find you. That's the success model, okay? You work real hard, you know, you're all stayed in high school, then they're looking right. for you. No, the winner is like, I'm gonna create my opportunity. And so I pulled out a sheet of paper, I wrote 200 junior colleges. I, well, actually I Xeroxed one letter 200 times. And then I signed my name and I mailed it to 200 colleges. Winners don't ask for permission. Winners take the opportunity. Winners wow. take the opportunity. Let's go. I'm going to take it. So I'm going to work hard and wait for you to discover me. Man, I'm pulling out a sheet of paper. And I'm going to introduce myself to you. I'm getting in your face. The second thing I did <clears throat> is that I went back to the junior college. And, and I, I'm from Columbus, Ohio. I'm from the hood. Yeah. And I'm going back to the cornfields of Iowa. I went back a, uh, a semester early. School was out in April. I left one month later and went back by myself in a dorm room with one other person. <clears throat> and I practiced twice a day by myself taking summer courses for three to four months. Wow. <clears throat> and then after that, after that, I took 22 credit hours in one semester. Okay. I took night classes almost every day of the week. I doubled up my load, played football, and I went from not even starting to being a junior college All-American to being in the junior college Hall of Fame and getting a full scholarship to Indiana University because I left the semester early because I graduated, which right. made me more marketable. <clears throat> Wow. That's what winning. That's winning. That is definitely winning. Yeah. That's winning. Yeah. Go ahead. So I was actually <clears throat> looking at your book and I was really interested because I saw 
what you call the 212 effect or the 212 effect. Yeah. So would you care to explain that or explain a portion of that? And guys, you can also get Sean's book on his website. He has an, an amazing website with all these resources. And the crazy thing is, you guys know I love a good deal. The book is free. Yeah. It's free. Like, you don't have to pay for this thing. That's so right. Don't think that, okay, you know, Sean is like, endorsing me or he's sending me free stuff no you guys can get the book free too and trust me the link will be in the show notes so you will not miss <laughs> anything yeah and and that is that is important because my mom taught me an amazing story side note and i, I just feel that i i have to share this okay it is okay i mean i have to share definitely this. definitely go ahead Mentioning earlier that I was raised in, I mean, we were poor. We weren't poor. We were poor. Okay. There's six. <laughs> my mom raised all six of us all by herself. One house, one bathroom. She raised all, she scrubbed floors for a living. But the one thing that God told her to do is that if you give $20 a month to the poor, I would t- always take care of you. And we, and, and, and she would give Twenty dollars a month to the to feed the poor, and somehow we always made it. And I'm saying that because when you mentioned that the book is free, this is seed. Every time someone reads a free book of mine, it's seed. I'm sowing seed into people's lives, so it has to come back. The seed has to come back because it's a universal law, <clears throat> and so that's the actual backdrop of 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 that. So, oh my gosh, your, so, your mom is awesome. Yeah, she's amazing. 212. So, water is water at 211 degrees. Water is water. And there's water everywhere. Right. Okay. At 212 degrees, water boils. And boiling water has ch- literally changed the world. And if you look at a lot of successes, maybe a sprinter, uh, uh, maybe someone like NASCAR, Maybe uh, someone playing golf is that it, it's never the big things that have taken them to the top. But once you get it in the excellent zone, it's never the big things. It's something really small that gives them the edge, that gives them that little extra edge that's allowed them to move into from goodness to greatness. It's the it's that one or two things that they can do, one or two small things. Like you could be at your job, right? And you're like, man, they're having a round of layoffs. And this person's going to get laid off. This person might get laid off. But no, you can't lay off uh, Steve because Steve is very good with the computer, with the particular PowerPoint program that no one else in the office knows how to do. Right. Not laying Steve off. He Hey, it's the 212 effect. And so what is it in your daily routine that you're achieving for greatness and everyone else has stopped, everyone else is done for the day, you push yourself a little bit more. And you might push yourself in a different area a little bit more. You have to live in the 212. Okay, okay. You know, because... I was reading and I'm like, okay. And I never even thought of it that way. But it's just like, like you said, in other words, water changes at 212 degrees once it boils. 
And it's funny because now you guys know I cook, but believe it or not, steam is actually hotter than hot water. You can burn yourself on steam faster than you can in hot water. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that, so that goes to tell you something. <clears throat> so it's like, what makes you stand out? What makes you, what makes you more? Wow. Yeah. Like when I do corporate programs, you know, sometimes I'll maybe rip a phone book. You're like, you're going to do what? That is like so uncorporate, Mr. Harper. I was like, yeah, I know. But you know what? People are tired of hearing the same, you know, hey, you're great and you're destined. This dude just ripped the phone book. He just rolled up a frying pan. He just blew up a hot water bottle. That's crazy. I know because I'm in the 212. Yeah. Wow. So are you looking to write any more books? I mean, and the other question that I do have, because I know, unfortunately, COVID has shut down so much. Um, What are you doing as far as speaking engagements or virtual classes, (coughs) webinars? Yeah, so I wish I could show you this, but I have an entire virtual studio set up right now. I painted my entire office uh, a wall um, green so that I can do um, shots and everything. So I'm ready for that. So, and my next book is out. It, it's uh, uh, actually, it, it'll be released in two weeks. It's, it's centered around goal setting and why most people never achieve their goals. So but that book is, will be dropping next week, Winning Goals. And because uh, it's like amazing <clears throat> because most people look at um, maybe a superstar, an actor, a politician, like, man, you know, these people achieve all their goals and they're, they're so high functioning. And you know what? It, that's not the case. They have a high functioning team. They build right. teams. Like you're from like, you know, a particular state or whatever. And um, I know people in in the music industry, you know, I used to have my hand in the music industry and I don't never talk about that part of my life, but I tell you what, the artist, that's the easy part. You have A&R, you have the recording studio, you got the producer, you got the executive producer, you have the uh, background, you have the writer, you have the composer, that's a team. And so you're trying to achieve your goals January 1st by yourself which is why mm. a lot of a lot of success or a few I'm sorry the few successful programs out there creates community you know the 12 step or this program this weight loss thing they have a group that we meets at the weigh in it's energy it's community so you have to build right. that and so right. I go through that yeah yeah okay <clears throat> so guys you heard it here and his website Correct me if I'm wrong, is seanharper.org? Yep, it is seanharper.org. And I am currently about a, a week away as well of, of, of building a, um insane Shopify site. And it's going to be called uh, seanharperwins.com. Uh, give it about uh, the first part of August. It'll be up and running. I'll have have an entire product line centered around winning. And, oh, nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's going to be awesome. <clears throat> wow. So, okay. 
I always love to ask my my guests this. What is one thing that you can tell people that and okay, we talked about winning and the concept of winning, but what is one thing that really, really got you through some of your toughest times? Oh, two. Well, <clears throat> I don't know. You said one, and uh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Well, if it's two, there, there can be two. <laughs> there can be two. I'm, I'm not gonna limit you on this one. Grit, grit. Um, once again, success teaches you to fear failure. Winners learn from failure. We practice all week. We make mistakes for game time. When you learn how to walk, you walk by, or you learn by falling. Learning how to ride the bike, you learn by falling. Grit, get back on the bike. Keep fighting, keep swinging, swinging keep winning. That's, that's how you win. And uh, you win through failure. Failure is your friend. And number two, you have to... You have to learn how to leave it on the field. Man, that's good. Leave it on the field. And what I mean by that is, you know, after every game, there's a lot of mistakes. Someone says something wrong to you. Uh, you missed an assignment. And man, it was horrible. Can you leave it on the field? And so <clears throat> I'm saying that phrase as a setup phrase is you have to forgive. You have to forgive yourself for mistakes. You have to forgive mama and daddy for not being, you have to forgive your mate. You have to learn how to always, always, always forgive. I was just sitting here uh, about a few hours ago and I said, you know, why is it that when people get older, they lose their dreams, they become old, they become bitter, and it's because of death. Wow. It's death of maybe the loved ones around you. It's death of a goal. It's death of a dream. It's death of expectations or opportunities. It's it's just death. And you allow that death to get in your heart and it crystallizes and it stops your energy base and your energy flow and you die. Mm. (coughs) Wow. So in that case, I have to ask you this now that you said that at this time, in other words, since we have seen, unfortunately, a lot of death, do you think that this is something that we need to work on now, especially now? Yes. Grieving is so important. Uh, learning how to grieve and saying to yourself, you know, it's okay to grieve. Western culture does not embrace grieving. Because Western culture is based off of production. Right. It's like, hey, I'll give you a day off from work, uh, maybe two days, get yourself together, I'll see you back here on Wednesday. You know, and giving yourself space. Here's the space to just let it out. Here's the space to cry. Here's the space to, you know, just um, uh, feel, feel it, process it. Go through the stages of grieving. That's huge. There's books on that. Learn how to grieve. That is so, so, so essential. Learning that process of grieving. Wow. 
Okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm sitting here like, oh wow. Like my jaw is like on the floor. Um Sean, it has been awesome having you on. I mean, I have I, I thought I thought I knew a lot, but this has actually taken me to the next level. And guys, I hope it has taken you to the next level. So thank you once again, Sean, for coming on. And again, definitely check him out. And if I missed anything, of course, Sean, tell everyone where they can find you, where they can get any good of your good information that you are definitely giving out. Uh, it's easy. It's go to www.seanharper.org, Sean with a W, seanharper.org. And it's right there. Um, and I'm sure that you're going to give them a link to the book. And in, in about a few weeks, uh, you can go to um, Sean Harper Wins, W-I-N-S, wins.com. Perfect, perfect. And do you have any social media? Oh yeah, you know I'm one. Uh, Sean Harper speaks on Facebook. Sean Harper speaking on Instagram. Sean Harper seventy five on Twitter. So guys, you heard it. You know I'm I'm big on social media, and again, all of his information will be in the show notes, so you will not miss a thing. And definitely, guys, I'm telling you, get the book. There are questions at the end of each chapter for you to answer for yourself if you write in the book no one knows if you make copies of it no one knows just make sure that you get this book you don't have to pay for it trust me you will thank yourself (laughs) (laughs) thank you thank you so thank you again for coming on and Honestly, if you would love to come on again, please, all you have to do is say the word and I will make it happen. All right. Awesome. Thank you uh, so much. Uh, How large is your audience? Actually, I have... uh... Guys, I really hope that you enjoyed those gems that Sean was dropping. I know that I did. Oh my goodness. Thank you again, so much Sean and don't forget to check out his website seanharper.org and get his book The Winning Edge you will thank yourself it's an ebook and it's completely free yes guys I said the magic word free so definitely go over there and get it all of his information will be in the show notes and check him out on social media so you are not missing anything including all of the greatness that he has coming up so guys as always be good to yourselves be good to each other and happy shopping